Hey guys, welcome back to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, and back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so excited to talk to you tonight. You are? what I do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing. I was just thinking about like what I was, I was prepping my mind for this episode, and I'm particularly excited to talk shop because you know, whenever we talk about gear, I get like all hyped up. It's like my favorite topic. I feel like I've had a lot of people asking me for gear recommendations lately. I don't know what's yeah, changed. Same. I don't, uh, maybe it's because we're getting closer to the holidays, but like I feel like I've just had a lot of people going, Hey, I'm new. I'm, I'm trying this. What should I buy? Mm-hmm. It's always, there's always two things they ask me about. It's almost what? always two. There are a few other things, but it's How almost big always is your... oh. jump rope. Yes. Yeah. That's what they want to know. <laughs> How big is my jump rope? No. Uh, shoes and jump right. ropes. Those are the two things I always get questions on. Hmm. I think because we've talked about our trip to Baltimore to the Under Armour, I get a lot of questions about the Under Armour shoes because people aren't yeah. as familiar with them as they are the, you know, kind of the big three. But um, I get a lot of questions around jump ropes, mostly because people whip themselves and they're tired of it hurting. And so they want a recommendation for something that doesn't hurt. That's the thing. Uh, you know what doesn't hurt? Not sucking at double unders. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are ropes that don't hurt though. No way! Like speed way. ropes, all are going to hurt. Yeah, if that has a metal cord, sure. Yeah, yeah. it depends what you have. Like when I started, um, were you back in my day? Um, back in the day, I walked fifteen miles to the gym. This is this every- is true story. So my my original coach, this woman's name was Regina, and uh, and there's no chance she's listening to this, but I would say it if she did. She was psycho. She is psycho, and I, I say that with these- love. Yeah. stories. Yeah. I say that with love. And she was one of those coaches that she was a really good coach. You know, she was her husband uh, at the time ended up finishing second at the games in the master's division. She was coaching Scott Panchik. She was his first coach. And so she's a very That's good coach. That's where I know the story from, right? Like Scott yeah. like walked out of her gym at yeah. one point because yeah. she was a little bit rude. Yeah. More than a little, but um, she would just say horrible things to you. But, but sometimes when she was coaching, she would be so direct. You'd just feel dumb. So you, you'd be like, Hey, can you explain a box jump to me? And she'd be like, it's a fucking box. Just jump on it. You know, like that's right. the kind of stuff she would say. And so when she taught me to do double unders, I'm like, Hey, how do I do this? She goes like, well, you make the rope go under twice. Good luck. And that was kind of the extent of the coaching. Now keep in mind, this is like 2011, 2012. And in those days, um, there was literally one video on YouTube. I think it was Chris Spieler actually Sounds doing, right. doing double unders. That was it. Like that was your full instruction. So for me, it was like, just get in the gym and just practice for seven or eight minutes, you know, every time I went. So I'd go five times a week, I'd go in, I'd practice double unders for, you know, seven to 10 minutes. And until I finally just figured it out on my own and they would give me little tips here and there, but mm-hmm. I figured out, but over the course of time, I'm just whipping the shit out of myself with this, of these course. ropes, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so then I start experimenting and I'm buying, I, I bet I bought five ropes like over that time to, I finally found one that didn't hurt. And that's when I learned. And ever since then, I'm like, you got to learn on a rope that doesn't hurt. Otherwise you're going to hate it so much. You just, you're not really going to buy into it. If you're mm-hmm. uncoordinated like me. You know? I get so, it. I got it. So that's what I did. Hmm. So, so that's my, my rope recommendation if you're learning and you're brand new is don't go buy a fancy speed rope. Don't go and don't go buy one of those big heavy metal ropes that hurt like hell. When you whip them, go get a buddy Lee arrow rope. That's what they're called. Hmm. Okay. And you can get them on Amazon for like 35 or 40 bucks. Oh, nice. That's way cheaper than some of the other ones. Yeah. And they, they have a, a, the cables rubber. There's no metal whatsoever. And you know, it's like anything else. You whip yourself with it hard enough. It's going to hurt. 
but it's nothing like a metal rope. And, okay. and it, you know, it's a little bit heavier, so it's a little slower, a little, you know, turnover's not quite as quick, but it's got the same bearings on the end that a speed rope does. Like, you know, so it's just, it's a little different, but just doesn't hurt as bad. Say the name one more time. Buddy Lee. So Buddy, Buddy Lee, Lee is a jump rope master. Like, and as a matter of fact, um, Buddy Lee and Chris, I forget Chris's last name, but they used to do the CrossFit jump rope course. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And, um, so anyway, so they've got, he's got his own course now and this guy's like world famous. Like he's, you can watch his videos. He's, um, just does killer tricks and double unders, nice. and triple unders and you know, all yeah. those fancy things people can do. They drive you crazy. Yeah. But the ropes aren't that expensive and they make, you know, three or four different ones and they make a speed rope if you want it. I don't use their speed rope, but I do use, or I did use the arrow rope and it's nice. great. That nice. was great. Maybe I'll look into that snag one for my brother. Um, well, I, I will say that the reason that I brought this up and asked about it is because I thought it would be fun since we've been getting so many questions lately on gear. I think it's because we did that episode with the questions from our Patreon folks. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones was about gear and we got really yep. good feedback on that. So we've been getting a lot of questions, but also because like shopping season for the holidays is basically right around the corner. We're almost at Thanksgiving. Black Friday deals are about to like hit. Cyber Monday deals are going to hit. And everyone's going to take that time to do all the online shopping for all the, you know, lovely CrossFitters on their holiday lists. So I thought maybe it'd be fun to just like go back and forth a little bit and kind of compile like the must to or must have, must buy whatever list for the CrossFitter in your life just just based on the gear that you love. So your rope. Your rope is number one, you think? Uh, well, I think that's the number one question I get asked. Oh, okay. People people want to know about jump rope. What do you? How about what's your number one most affordable shoe option? People Ooh, don't want to spend a lot of money. Affordable. I got asked that one the other day too. Huh. You don't want to spend a lot of money. So I guess the most affordable shoe idea I would have would be to go back in the nano rankings a little bit because older nanos are always a little bit cheaper than the brand new ones. And my favorites are the eights. I mean, I like the nines and I like the tens and the old school ones are what they are, but like my favorites are nano eight. So if you can find like an older nano eight in a colorway that's on sale, it's probably in my head, one of the more affordable options. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can definitely get, uh, Reebok probably does the most discounts. Yeah. So if you want to look for a discount, like true, you know, it's got the CrossFit logo on it or, you know, at least the little Reebok CrossFit logo. They're the way to go. I told, uh, the person who asked me, they said, what's the most affordable? I said the converse Chuck T's. Ooh, far and of away, course. far and of away, course. the most affordable. You can get them for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can find you can get them, them at, at like Marshall's or TJ Maxx yeah. or wherever. DS, I have a pair on right now. I bought them at DSW like a freaking decade ago. They're mm-hmm. still great. They're great for deadlifts. They're great for everything with the exception of running, but all CrossFit shoes suck for running. So, mm. uh, or most of them do anyway. So yeah, I love the Chuck T's. And if you're, you know, if you're looking for relatively inexpensive, they're great. And all the power lifters still wear them. You see people totally. lifting those things totally. all the time. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. And if, if money were no option oh. and you had a CrossFitter on your list, what shoe would you get for them? Uh, see, the, the, the interesting thing about that question is, you know, money, no option or, or isn't a problem isn't a big deal because all the CrossFit shoes kind of cost the same thing. They do. Um, I, I'm still unashamedly we're in the tri-base rain twos. Me too. That was going to be my answer too. It's like, I feel like sometimes you ever do like the nano hunt, like when you're out and about and you like see someone who looks like a CrossFitter, you like look at their shoes and and you like look for nanos. 
Oh, all the time. All okay. the time. So I feel like sometimes when I wear them, when I put on my Under Armour Tri-Base Rain 2s, I'm like not in the nano club. So like <laughs> people aren't going to know that I cross it. Right. Um, which is, of course, the most important thing for me when I leave my house. <laughs> oh, of course. Stupid. I, but, um, I, but I go to them always, no matter what. Like I put them on and I'm like, it's so funny that not more people are wearing these because they're the, the ones I always put on for everything. I, I do have a... A ridiculous number of nanos, though, so I can't. You can't really Same. go wrong with nanos. No, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, I think we talked about all that on the air. They only—I didn't tell you the story this week, so this was really funny. So, have you seen the the nano Wonder Woman shoes? Yeah. So all they had all the athletes doing the posts. You know, yeah. Showing, it was Rich and Vellner and everybody. Yeah. And so, I, so I did a meme. <laughs> a really mean meme of, about how ugly those shoes are. And uh, the marketing director, Tall Short, came into the comments. He's like, yeah, well, you weren't exactly our target audience, but we'll send you a pair. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, actually, I actually don't hate them. I think well, they're kind of fun. Look, I, if they were Batman, I'd buy them in a heartbeat. It's oh, just well, like, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, come on, like. I'm a, I don't, this is, it's a little sexist, but like Wonder Woman isn't something a dude wears. Like, I get it. Unless you're like hardcore comic book, you know, right, it's right, like, right. you know, it's just, I don't know. I hear it was, you. It was just funny, but they were, they are loud, but I like, I like a loud shoot. Like I don't, I'm not in it for the subtlety. So I like them, but I hear where you're coming from. Well, I should have told him I wore women's size, whatever you wear. Yeah. A women's size 8.5. All right, I'll, I'll remember that next time I get offered a pair of Wonder Woman shoes. Um, okay, my number one top piece of like training equipment, if I had to recommend for someone to buy, like accessory, mm-hmm. would be a belt. All right. Would be specifically a two-pood belt, but the <laughs> one with the sequins. That's the, my jam. The, the gold sparkly sequins. The gold sequins. sparklies are my favorite ones. Yep. I don't own a two poo belt. I have one from Rogue. What? I, I bought this is the hold on. Yeah, I don't have a two poo. They they're one of the people. They didn't send me anything. <laughs> you are yeah. listening. If you're listening to um, poo. Send me one. My friends make fun of me so hard for how much I wear my belt. Like I want to do pull ups in my belt. Like it's my little security belt. Like I don't. I wear it when I don't need it. Consistently. I've never used one. Now, I will say when uh, I went to that teen event in Michigan, two pood sponsored, and they gave all the kids a belt, and the belts look great. Oh, that's awesome. So big props to what they look like. I've never used one. I actually have – this is the only time I've bought a piece of gear actually um, named after an athlete, but I bought the Rogue belt that's the Frasier belt, you know? Ooh. And it's Velcroed, and it has a little patch on the side that you can change the patch. And so I put my – I took his patch off and put my patch on. (laughs) Fuck your uh, patch. <laughs> fuck your patch. Um, but I like it. It's light, it's super light. It's easy to take on and off, you know, and yeah. because it's Velcro, you know, when you finish a lift, you can just rip it off and fling yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. drama. That's my favorite part. Yeah. And it was cheap. It's like, again, like, you know, I know price isn't a huge thing on belts, but if I remember right, it was like it was under 50 bucks. Nice. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. What else? What other so, principles? Indispensable. So I have a couple like CrossFit adjacent things that are like kind of my favorite things that I've been reaching for lately that aren't necessarily things you need in the gym, but like our personality as CrossFitters, like I just highly recommend adding these to your list. Um, First and foremost is like Yeti anything. Yes. Right? Okay. I'm not crazy. We are Yeti family to the point where like it's kind of dumb. We have like, we don't use regular 
like glassware anymore. Everything we just drink in Yetis. Oh, Yeti's great. As a matter of fact, I was using some the other day to took coffee up to the gym and was thinking to myself, I should do this more often. Like they're great. Keeps it piping mm-hmm. hot. Like mm-hmm. they and now the new ones have like the the uh, the magnet tops that you can take yes. off for washing. Yes. Yeah, but they just uh-huh. slide back and forth really easily. They're it's awesome. Great. I just feel like for our personalities, like we just we like gear. We're into like the best of the best, and like they just are. They just are the best of the best. The glassware or cupware, whatever you want to call it, and also the coolers. We have. Um, I got my husband one of the backpack coolers right. over the summer that we like. You know, tote around to the beach and when we like visit Block Island and stuff off the coast of Rhode Island, and it's like the best part. They're expensive as hell. I'm not. I'm not helping anyone save money this <laughs> holiday season. Um, but I just think they're totally worth it. They're they worth the money. When you yeah. see me toting one around, you can say to yourself, might be coffee, might be tequila, maybe. Definitely tequila. Keeps it hot or keeps it cold. Could be keeps both. Keeps it freezing. Could Ooh. be both. Could be tequila in your coffee. Sometimes. You never know. No, you never know. Gross. All right. What, um, what else? What is, is well, it? yeah. The other like adjacent um, thing are I got hooked on Gooder sunglasses when I was oh. out of games. Didn't they just give you like a carton load of those things yeah they sent me a whole bunch to right. give away and i was like well what if i want to keep a couple but we are i am going to do a like a legit full-on giveaway with them coming in december so keep an eye out for that but um they gave me a pair at games because they were in the little athlete kit that we got which right. i'm not an athlete i don't know why i got one of them when i took it back i was like "Ooh, am i allowed to have this <laughs> like, right. you guys know i'm not gonna do any of the fitness right <laughs> whatever um but I am totally addicted now because they're awesome. They like they fit really well. They don't move around. They're really good to wear in workouts and like for running and things like that. And they're kind of cheap, which yeah. is nice. Like I'm I, sick I of spending. Oh, you know? Okay, yeah, I'm like, sick. I'm pair. sick of spending like fifty, sixty bucks on a pair of gl- of sunglasses that I want to like wear for my run or wear for my workout, and then they kind of like go to shit, and then you're out all that money. Yeah, I uh, I ran into them at Wadapalooza. I went to Florida without glasses because I'm brilliant like that. Noise. And, and it was sunny as hell. And so I go to the Gooder booth and I'm like, hey, I'm John with Make Wise Great Again. I need a pair of glasses. And like, great, that'll be $25. Your glasses. Here, here, Sir. We don't know who you are. Pay for your yep. glasses. And I'm like, you don't, what? I got all diva like. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. But they're great glasses and they, yeah. they held up well over the weekend. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, those are my like two things where I would like add them to the list. How about you? What else? Mm, well, I always like I try to think in terms of like when I started. Um, it's weird that you wanted to talk about this because this is what I was talking about just a couple of days ago. So um, I, I always think like grips are a good gift for newer yeah. CrossFitters because like you know their hands aren't like mine. You know, just made of leather at this point. Um, Wait, can I make a confession? Sure. I don't wear grips. Well, I don't either. And I should, but I should. And like, my calluses are gross. What grips do you? Matt's like, don't touch me. He kind Um, of is, though. He's like, can I shave them? And I'm like, get away from me. Get away. (laughs) Like, but he uses like the blade. Right. Like the the petty blade or whatever, and he like always gets himself a little bit too deep, and then he like won't be able to like open jars for two days. And I'm like, you are not touching me with that thing. Well, no. well, so I didn't. I used to make my own when I started, and I'm like really good. Yeah, and I'm really good at making yeah. them. I make them real quick. I don't really wear them now because I don't need to, but I have a pair that I really like. Uh, the the new Alex Smith twos. Oh yeah, those and are- they're fancy. Yes, they're really nice. Yeah. 
they don't they don't have finger holes, so they just cover your palm. And there's a little uh, around the the velcro strap around your wrist. You can actually tuck it in, so it's out of your way like during the wad. And then when you need uh-huh. to go get on the pull up bar, you can pull it back out. You know. Oh. Uh, so those are really cool. Um, made uh, by RX Smart Gear. So RX Smart Gear. Yeah. Yeah. I I need to actually do that. I like actually need to invest in a pair of grips and I'm going to get a pair for my brother who is still crossfitting. So I'm going to like try to pimp him out this holiday season with some gear. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of those. So I think grips are like always a good gift. Victory grips are good too. Um, you know, as long as we're just throwing some names out, some unsponsored names. Uh, I know we should have sold these spots is what we should have <laughs> all done. All of them. We should have sold Damn them it. all. We I are know. so stupid. We're so bad at this. Um, uh. And then the only other thing, like when I started, because I'm bald, I've always been bald since I crossfitted, uh, was, it was like, I wasn't used to the sweat. So I needed headbands. And back in those days, nobody made them for CrossFit. So I had to go buy oh. like one of those seventies NBA. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. I look ah. like, I, I look like, uh, Olivia Newton, John and Xanadu. It was great. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, but now, you know, junk brand makes really good ones. I've yeah. got, I've gotten a couple of pairs of those recently. Like, I, you know, go to events and, you know, be part of the package or whatever. And they're great. They're like really good. So if you like, you know, I don't like to wear headbands that much, but when I need them for, if I know I'm doing like a hero wad, that's like an hour long, yeah. I'll wear one. Cause I just don't want to go blind and sweat. Yeah. And, and again, they're like inexpensive gifts, you know, like yeah. that's under 15 bucks. So great stocking stuffer and, you know, something different. Do you wear um, like sweatbands around your wrists ever? I used to. Um, I don't really anymore. Now I just kind of let the sweat flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I did wrist wraps for <laughs> <Run> a while. <laughs> uh, wrist wraps I did for a while. Wadware makes wrist wraps you can get on Amazon for like 10 bucks. Yeah, I don't think you need to invest in fancy wrist wraps. Mine, no. the wrist wraps I wear, I got at a CrossFit competition. A local lady made them like out of fun material that she found and like her kids sold them and it was like fun. That was maybe eight years ago or seven years ago and they're still fun. Uh, knee sleeves, I think that's a, a must have. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you can get Ray-Ban for me is the knee sleeve. Yeah. Um. And then the only other thing that I think is a really fun gift or like a, and again, inexpensive, like I have a, I have a rogue gym bag that I bought and it was like 50 bucks and it's super nice. Mm, a nice you know, like you, gym so, bag is always a good idea. Always a good idea. Yeah. I am using one from No Surrender Gear mm-hmm. and I have liked it for a while because it has like a bazillion pockets and you can wear it like upright, like a backpack or turn right. it sideways, like a messenger bag. Um, so that's what I've been using for a while, but I also, I'm really into the two backpack that has the belt loop around it so that you don't right. have to like squash your belt in it. That's a cool idea. Ooh, new gym bag is always a good gift idea. Always. Always. Thinking. I know that's a good. And, uh, you know, who else makes great, uh, bags is 511. Oh, totally. Oh my God. But you want to talk about pricey? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, I, pr- I have a different perspective on them. I mean, they have multiple sizes though, so like you can you can get in under a hundred bucks if you're mm-hmm. willing to go smaller. Um, I have a I have like kind of a mid size one, and uh, I have no idea what it costs because you know it was free. And uh, uh. but uh, <laughs> but it's still very very cool, and uh, I love it. So yeah, you know, oh, I'm into that. I know, right? What else? 
I mean, um, if, if people wanted to buy a podcaster a gift, uh, I mean, guitars are always a good way to go. Um, if people want to sponsor our podcast as a gift, <laughs> where we should have sold all these sponsorship spots, that would be great. Oh, you know what? Wait, let me make a plug for something I don't own, but I've really wanted to own for a long time. So if Matt's listening, I want this for Christmas. Mm, um, there's a really cool designer, jewelry designer that I follow on Instagram called the Benchmark Collection. And she's a super badass chick. She makes all the jewelry handmade herself in New York. I've been following her forever. And it's like, it's really fine jewelry. Like she works with gold and silver. She works with fine gemstones and she makes like really beautiful pieces. They're not kitschy. They're not, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Like 25 cent little thing at the grocery store. Right. Um, she makes a tiny kettlebell. Uh, I like the gold one, if Matt's listening. And it's got um, Pave diamonds on the handle. Like that kind of thing. She makes what? really, really beautiful jewelry. What's her name? It's called The Benchmark Collection the Benchmark on Instagram. Collection. Yeah. And if you are a lady, drop these hints. Or, I mean, if you're a dude too, whatever. But if you're looking for a gift for anyone who loves like fine jewelry but also has a CrossFit twist, she makes really cute. This is one of my favorite things. She makes really cute um, custom change plate necklaces so tiny little change plates but she'll put like your baby's weight on them so if your baby was like five pounds eight ounces she'll make like a little five pound and a little eight ounce and she'll like put gemstones and like you know birthstones and beautiful beautiful touches in there it's really lovely i've always wanted that that kettlebell with the diamonds i'm looking at it now yeah this is cute stuff so if any if any of nikki's friends are listening Make sure one of you goes and tells Matt because we know he's not going to listen to this. Get me damn diamonds. He like won't though. Sad. Very sad. Um, that probably that doesn't really fit with the theme of like if you're a new CrossFitter, but that was just something that came to mind for me. Yeah, no, those they're cute. Wise. Yeah, they're cute stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. Look at that little plates, earrings, kettlebells. Man, that's mm-hmm. really at you. I oh. know, and she like does it all. It's like all handmade stuff, handmade jewelry. I, like a huge fan of. I think it's really beautiful. Very fancy. All right. What else would we want? Anything else that CrossFitters would want for Christmas? Well, you know what I think would be really interesting is um, that mouthpiece training tool that you and I have been. Oh, the airwave lately. The airwave. Yeah. I think it's so, worth bringing up. So they can talk like they have a lisp. It'd be perfect. Should I put mine in? It's right <laughs> <No>. here. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I can't go through it again. I really okay, can't. sorry, sorry. So um, it's it's worth bringing up. So this is a is really interesting. It's um, it's a mouthpiece that goes over your bottom teeth, and it kind of just like makes your jaw sit in a place that optimizes your breathing. Like there's, I'm gonna say it wrong, but whatever. It like helps you take in air more efficiently so that like when you're working out, you don't like redline, get to a point where you feel like you can't breathe anymore. For me, when my heart rate, you know, is like through the roof and I can't regulate it and I can't breathe right. I feel really sick to my stomach. And that's like, what makes me stop in a wad is like, I'm going to throw up. So it's, it's an interesting concept. It's a different training tool. It's only one of the things that makes me stop in a wad. (laughs) What are the other things? One of many. Oh, Okay. Physical activity, uh, breathing too hard, breathing too Being slow. Being tired. Just attending, like any of those things cause me to stop. Not like it anymore. No, I thought it was cool. I mean, I tried mine, used it. Um, it's, I, 
the, the concept is really interesting, particularly as a master's athlete of finding ways to help you recover better, which is really mm-hmm. what it's designed to do, help you recover mm-hmm. faster over the long haul. And, you know, at my age, I'll take every little advantage I can get. <laughs> I mean, I, you what know, is like, your age at your age, 25. Yeah. Right. I wish I met mm-hmm. the belt I'm wearing is 25. Um, oh. hey, it's true. Uh, you know, but that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting older. I don't mind being older, but the, the only part of being older that does suck. And this isn't a complaint. It's just like life is you can't do some of the things you used to like at 25, you can go out, go to the bar, drink your ass off, show up with a wad the next morning. And you're totally, totally, fine. totally, totally. Fine. Yep. Ready to go. Doesn't really hurt your performance that much. You're like, oh, I'm so tired, but you're still fine. Right. Yeah. At my age, it's like, oh, I didn't get in bed at nine o'clock. I'm so screwed. <laughs> you know. Wait, what is my excuse though? Because I feel like at 21, I could totally do that drinking, wadding, whatever, whatever. But at 27, I like already mm. couldn't. Help me. Yeah. But it does certainly change for everyone. It's probably because you're married. Married, married 27 mm. is mm-hmm. like, you know, is single 50. You know, yeah, that's I know. All, it's all true. Saying. It's true. It's been, it's been six years married already, See. but it feels like five minutes mm. underwater. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is you why I recommend, this, yes, this is why I recommend divorce to all my friends. And family. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, it is worth mentioning that, um, that, like I said, we've been trying these mouthpieces and they've been a really interesting experience and that we actually had a chance to, um, get in touch with the folks behind it to learn a little bit more about like w- what the hell it is basically. Cause when I first heard about a training mouthpiece, I was like, um, you mean like that bullshit I used to put in like hot water, boiling water when I was like playing lacrosse right. and to protect my teeth. Um, and it's totally not that at all. So, um, we had a chance to sit down with Dr. Dina Gardner, who is like the science behind the airwave mouthpiece. And, um, she was like very enlightening as far as the research she's done to figure out the benefits of training with a tool like this and why everyone should really honestly consider it. Well, and, and, uh, super educated doctor master's degree. Um, trying to remember all the schools she went to, but she's at the Citadel now got her doctorate Mm -hmm. uh, from there. And, uh, I think that's right. And uh, where else did she go to school? She was a Gamecock. We talked about that with her. Yeah. So University yep. of South Carolina. And um, so brilliant, brilliant woman. Yeah. And uh, interesting science. So yeah. So we'll we'll play that next. Let everybody listen to it. Uh, check out what she had to say and make up your own mind. But good gift for people. Something to try. Yeah. All right. Any other gift ideas? What are you getting me? Don't no, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I won't say know. anything. I won't say anything. Do you, you do got Santa? My card. Do, do you guys do Santa? What do you mean, you guys? You know, Jews. Jews? Yes. Are you asking yeah. about Jews? Christmas, Christmas are, well, look, some Jewish families do. Some do, no. some don't. Some no, do. They don't. Yes, some, some, some do. Not many. Wait, but, like the ones that don't want their kids to feel left out? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Like you never know. Like, you know, you not all families are like 100% Jewish. They have some. Oh, that's you know, true. You know, have some Christians in the family, so they still That's do Christmas. True. They still do, you know, other things. Like, it just, you know, just curious we, if your family <laughs> celebrated Christmas in any capacity. Um, so we do Christmas in my house, and like my family, quote unquote, like me and Matt, like we do Christmas. We don't do like Santa or Jesus, but we do like Christmas trees. And I'll tell you what. I like, I'm obsessed with Christmas and decorations and eggnog and whatever. I think cause I didn't grow up with it. 
So I'm like, I'm in love with all things like wonderful, magical, and seasonal. My house looks like the inside of Hobby Lobby. Uh-huh. It's bad. Did you do the uh, the Hanukkah armadillo like Ross on Friends? <laughs> no. no. We used to put a menorah at the top of our tree Did instead you? of a star. Um, but no, I mean, I light, I have a menorah and I light the candles every night just for my own, you know, like background and tradition. We'll do a Hanukkah dinner with my family. But I, I mean, assuming COVID doesn't like stop all gatherings completely. But um, but no, we Christmas explodes at my house. I'm expert at de- decorating for Christmas. Well, so here's a funny story about living in Northeast Ohio. So this is a predominantly Jewish area. And so anywhere you drive around the holiday season, there'll be huge menorahs and mm-hmm. you know, they're lighting, you know, one light each day for the mm-hmm. candles. And um, when I was working for this different bank, I was up in Lake County, which is north of here, right off the lake, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, uh, it's not even kind of, it's a hillbilly area, right? Like, it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's like the South almost. It's just real okay. hillbilly. And so, but we would put out menorahs because it's holiday season. We're in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, and inevitably, some hillbilly would come in four days into Hanukkah and go, hey, five of your lights are blown out. And it started start oh turning, turning the rest of the lights to make sure they were all lit up. I'm like, this isn't the way Hanukkah oh, works, buddy. Well, like, yeah. we're just trying to be helpful. Yeah, well. I just always thought that was funny. And it always happened. Like it happened every day. Like all my employees would bitch and moan because they had to put up these menorahs and have to explain to people why they only had four of the lights lit, you know? Well, back when the temple of Israel was still up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just start yeah. the whole story. Yeah. Give them the entire, the entire saga. Yeah. It was, it was great. Yeah. You see a lot of that around here. So it's one part I really love about living here. Like I grew up in the deep South and everything was Christmas, you know, like, of course, you know, of baby course. Jesus was like literally just walking around the neighborhood. And, nice. uh, but so here, you know, you have, a, you've got menorahs everywhere and it's just, it's yep. a much richer multicultural experience, you know, to, to experience the holiday season. So it's just kind of fun. Yeah. You know, you know I, I also grew up in a predominantly Jewish town. So for me, like for a lot of my Jewish friends who, who didn't, it was like, like you said, like some half and half families or some parents who just like, didn't want their kids to feel left out. So they still like did some sort of decorations or like let them sit on Santa's lap at the mall, whatever it may be. Like, you know, you never want kids to feel one way or another about being excluded, but I never had that because all of my friends were Jewish growing up. My whole town was Jewish growing up. So it was just like, nobody did it. I never needed or wanted a tree. I never felt that way because it was just what I was used to. It was very normal. Um, and then when I moved in with Matt all those years ago, I was like, oh, like, this is what it's like to have a tree. Like, this is what it's like to have, like, I can decorate and it smells good. And like, we play Christmas music and I am so here for it. Like, I'm all about, I think I have like uh, two decades of my life to like make up for it. Tinsel oh. everywhere. That's kind of the way we feel. We have stuff uh-huh. everywhere. Like, we, uh-huh. we, I love the holiday season. Like, in every. So do I. Every bit of it, like it's just always fun for me. But you know, I love, I enjoy learning about other people's, you know, customs and yeah. uh, you know, most of my friends around here are Jewish, and I've spent many a Thanksgiving with them, and you mm-hmm. know, holiday season, and it's just always fun to see how families celebrate differently across different cultures. You know, and we're all drinking, and we're all drinking. That's the one thing we all have in common. <laughs> it's the great equalizer. Yes, <laughs> it, absolutely, it absolutely is. Oh, there's the grossest liquor at my family gatherings because, like, old Russian Jewish men love, like, cognac. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. No, we didn't do it. No, this is for around here, it was always tequila. 
or Ugh. or vodka or, or whiskey. Those were like kind of the three things. So gosh, or beer, hardcore, you know. no, or, or beer. Just throw it out there. Or Bud Light. No oh, big yeah. deal. Whatever. It's all. It's all the same. All right. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, lots of good episodes coming up. We still got uh, Haley Adams, uh, Neil Maddox. Who else we have coming up? Uh, Should we go back and listen to some of the others recently? If you haven't heard them, uh, Kelsey Keel uh, is really good. And um, who am I missing, Nikki? Josh Bridges. That's the one. We've been getting a lot of great feedback off the Josh Bridges episode. I loved Josh. I even even listening back to that one, it was just so funny to me to like, you know, hear this stellar crossfitter given his life story on selling long distance, you know, I know. Amazing. Really funny. Yeah. Funny Unbelievable. Stuff. So, yeah. So make sure you go back and check this out. All right. Well, great talking to you, Nick, uh, everyone listening. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be kicking this over to the, uh, the airwaves special mm-hmm. and, uh, we will chat with you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back to make pods. Great. Again, we got a little special, uh, section on our podcast tonight. So we have, uh, Nikki and I have Dr. Dina Gardner with us, who is with airwave performance mouthpiece. Did I get that right. I yes, right? you did. Performance mouthpiece. Yep. All right. I put it in my mouth the other day and I, I felt the performance. So that was pretty exciting. I was going to say, we have now opened up all the performance <laughs> mouthpiece jokes for John. Uh, Here it comes. Oh no. no. Oh no. All right. Oh, no. So, so I'm just going to lead off. I give like, I'm going to give you immediate feedback, Dina, like right off the bat. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I get this stuff in the mail. And first of all, your packaging is great. Like Legit. really as, as someone who does, like I do a lot of create, I create a lot of stuff. Right. So I yeah. look at a lot of marketing. Like I'm, I'm like kind of a, at this point, I'm like a kind of a creature of observation and your stuff is awesome. Like it's really beautifully laid out and I get the mouthpieces and they're in these really fancy little little red packages that look like condom packets, which is great. Oh, here it goes. And, uh, here no, it goes. I'm not making dick jokes, Nikki. So, um, but they're like really nice. Like they're fancy, you know? Okay. And I haven't seen it yet, John. So it looks good. Yeah. It, yeah. Prototype. No, yeah. No, it, I thought it was really good. Like, and it's resealable, which is even better because okay. you can put your mouthpiece back in, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get into the, like the, the details for everyone in a minute about the mouthpiece, but then I had to mold it, you know? And so that was the fun part. That's where the drool came in. Like, Heating the thing up and put it in your mouth. And it gives me like this big, when I was having it in as I was doing it, I had friends here and they're like, you have an underbite. Like when I had it, it I looked like, um, you ever seen the movie Sling Blade? You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. That's what I look like. Like I had a huge underbite. Like you can put some mustard yeah. on them biscuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly what it looked like. It was great. It was, it was very wow. cool. Yeah. So Joking it was all- aside. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, I didn't have anything to do with the marketing, so that's not me, but I'm glad it looks great. It it looks great. And, and it molded very easily. The directions were perfect. Good. Yep. It was super easy. There's, there's the quick feedback. And now we probably should talk about the product before people are like, what the hell is Willie talking about? I know. Well, I'm excited to have you on, uh, Dina, because this is a really interesting, slightly different piece of training gear like and you know crossfitters Uh are gear junkies oh my gosh we do entire episodes dedicated to the lifters we like and the knee sleeves and the and the belts and so when I first saw the idea of a performance mouthpiece I was like I don't know what you're slinging but I'm interested in learning more and you are uh sort of 
a lot of the brains and the ideation behind this piece of training gear and how it it can help. So I'm going to toss it over to you. Tell us a little bit about what exactly is a performance map piece and how did you arrive at this little guy that can really kind of help enhance your training? Well, that's a great question. It wasn't overnight for sure. And in fact, it has been many years. And if you count them, it's 16 years of me doing this research in the area of performance mouthpieces. And honestly, when someone first approached me to do the research, I thought they were just crazy because this is not, like you said, something we typically talk about in in CrossFit or any sport um, except for protection. So um, as a physiologist, they were, they said, you know, you got to figure out why people do better with it. And so as a physiologist, I thought I've got to have some very objective ways to test, right? Because there's a lot of subjectivity potentially with saying it helps you improve performance. So I started doing those, those data collections over time. And it was like the fourth or fifth year, I finally said, oh my goodness, this stuff is working. This is a product that really enhances performance. And so over the years, I've kind of teased back the layers of that um, and, and figured out what was causing these changes. And it really can have, it does cross over into other areas, other populations that has been have been step, very well-researched. For example, sleep apnea. Mm. And you understand that with sleep apnea, or uh, you have the, the tongue occludes, the airway causes people to stop breathing. And so I did more research in that. And, and research in that area shows that when you contract the genioglossus, which is your tongue muscle, it causes that airway to open. And so I thought potentially maybe that's what's happening when I use this performance mouthpiece. You know, so I did a lot of studies on this. I hope you're not hearing that in the background. Are you hearing that? <laughs> More background. <laughs> yes, it's all good. It's all good. I have to pause it and say, guys, be quiet. Um, so um, really, that has just convinced me because I even have a video clip of me uh, about 10 years ago saying, "I, you know, this stuff is, I'm so skeptical. I cannot believe it. And I've had so many interesting interactions at conferences presenting this because, I mean, just people saying, oh, your your stuff is just just not legit. And so I just keep turning it out and standing behind it because I really believe in it and how it can improve your performance. So I think we should let people know the basics here. So you put this little mouthpiece in and it sits over your bottom teeth and it's molded to your mouth. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, is this going to feel like those mouthpieces I used to wear when I like played soccer in middle school? You know, those big bulky yellow ones and you'd like end up chewing on the side and like a piece would come off and then you'd like chew on that piece. Um, And it's really, really different. It's here. I'm going to put it in. Ready? Oh my God. I can't wait to see this. Listen to this. Well, okay. So I have a lisp, but all all I'm trying to say is like, you could never talk with one of those other pieces. And it's like, it's any, very molded. It's very small. Oh, my small. God. This is what middle school Nikki was like when she was on, like, the AV club, just getting into media. I'm like, oh, God, sh- 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 God. First of all, middle school Nikki had <laughs> braces and headgear. So yes. middle school Nikki was not nearly as cool as airwave oh. mouth guard Nikki. <laughs> yes, well. Um, but anyway, so it sits on your bottom teeth, and it sort of, from my understanding, and this is very layman's terms, and then I want you to get into it more scientifically, it allows your what your jaw and your tongue to sit in a position that I don't want to say it helps you breathe better 
but it allows for more efficient air intake so that you can That's perform perfect. better. Did I get it right? Oh, yeah. You are. Doing you should, you got, take over my job. You got this. <laughs> you know, well, well, a couple of things related to that is interesting. Um, you know, a lot of the research I did initially was with custom mouthpieces, which is why, John, you alluded to the fact that it was easy to mold. So we've worked for years to really perfect this because we want people to do it at home, right? They shouldn't have to pay $500 to go to the dentist and, and get one of these custom fit mouthpieces. And so working with a company, we've really slimmed it down. And in fact, Nikki, interestingly, I just got my lower braces off a few uh, weeks ago and you Yay! can fit it over braces. So it's a, it's, a, it's a mouthpiece you can use with braces, without braces, you can remold it. Um, and, and so I, I really, the, the, you know, like that, aspect of it that just anybody can use it and benefit their performance in whatever sport that sport it is. Well, no. So like, as I was reading through it, you got to understand Dina, like Nikki and I've been crossfitting forever. I've been doing it for a decade. And so we've gone through, uh, I, I consider them kind of eras, but you know, kind of moments in time where CrossFit has tried to find the next big thing in performance for a while there, it was knee socks, God forbid. And then it was toe shoes, right? Like you can run better in toe shoes, you know? So oh, like the Crossfit- like Vibram five finger yes. ones, you mean? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, CrossFitters have been trying to find like the secret. And so as I was reading through kind of the science of this, where I, I thought, man, this is like really like in the wheelhouse of a CrossFitter was two things. So the increased endurance part where it said it, it reduces your respiratory rate by 20%, which creates less lactic acid. And like, so anyone that's crossfitted for any amount of time, if you've been on an assault bike, like lactic acid is the killer. So like, how does that, so I was curious as I was reading, like, how does, how does that happen? Like, how is this going to make me better yep. on the assault bike by putting this thing in my mouth? And, you know, now not only am I suffering on the bike, but I'm also drooling while I'm doing it. So totally. <laughs> I hope you're not drooling too much. You I drool, be I drool a lot anyway. Much. It just, you know. I'm okay, just, okay. That natural. Explain that. Yes. All right. Yes. Non-airwave specific. <laughs> okay, yes. let's preface that. Yes. So there's two things really that, that go on with the mouthpiece that we really delved into. Um, I'll the second one really, which is applicable to the CrossFit population, and that is um, – the research shows that when you bite down, and a lot of people do, right? You clench while you're worn out or lifting weights. When you bite down, that facilitates a response that shows that cerebral blood flow increases in the brain. And then that has been shown to affect things like cortisol and lactate. And when you look at our studies, we've shown like we've had people do very intensive CrossFit-like um, uh, workouts. Their cortisol levels are 50% below what they would be after a workout without the mouthpiece versus with, with the mouthpiece. And so, what, and we've done that with blood levels, right? So it's not, um, you know, you can't, you can't sway that with, you know, somebody thinking, oh, I'm going to do better. So cortisol levels are huge and they're related to stress. And so that in some ways is associated with what we're seeing as well as lactate levels. So, so again, it's just that cerebral blood flow increases that therefore affects these uh, hormonal responses um, lactate also, these catecholamine responses, that then therefore result in uh, uh, improved performance, right? Um, the other piece that we, we've shown is respiratory rate decreases. So like Nikki was saying, just your breathing in and out, in and out is slower. So what does that mean? So 
when you look at the what the literature says about respiratory rate, it's actually one of those metrics that we don't we always look at lactate and VO2 max and that sort of thing. But respiratory rate actually is the better indicator of fatigue. And they're beginning to churn out um, ways to measure that because they see it really correlates well with with your work effort. So if you feel like you um are really working hard, right? Then your respiratory rate is going to align with that and go up, 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 up. So what this mouthpiece would do theoretically then, and what people say it does is we know it lowers respiratory rate, but then it will theoretically lower your perceived rate of exertion. And Mm -hmm. that allows you to work out harder for longer and therefore increase muscle mass and all the things that you're looking for in this population or any exercise population, right? Um, So there's, it's just so interesting and exciting. Yeah, I was really curious as to how it was going to feel. Like you you look at all the numbers and the data and you're like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. It makes sense that like I should, uh, you know, I should be breathing easier or I should whatever, you know, my legs shouldn't be quite as sore tomorrow as they were today. But like mid wad, how was I going to feel? And after using it for a few times, I I kind of felt like, you know, in a long endurance wad, like in a 20 minute wad, how you kind of start to feel yourself break down at like minute 12. You're like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm really halfway through this. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I have another half of this on the back end or whatever. It almost felt to me like I had a little bit of a second wind at uh-huh. a, in an endurance wad in a period where I normally would start to feel to break down to please, I still break down at the end. We, well, <laughs> we, all, do. the end. we all do. Yeah. But like, yeah. it gave me a little bit longer before I was like, oh no, I've made a mistake. I went out way too hot or whatever, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, yep. It just, it kind of like increased the rate at which I could still feel good while I was working. That's Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. And we're measuring that. And and, you know, we're not going to, it's not going to be Superman. You're not going to be Superwoman or um, Wonder oh, Woman man, Superman Dana. with it. I'm sorry. But <sighs> stop. I but just registered is, for the CrossFit Games. Oh, my God. Well, Damn God. it. Damn it. <laughs> but you will improve. You will feel better. Your fatigue, you'll, the next day is what I'm always feeling. Like the next day I can get up and do it again. And so really this, it's got such potential, especially for this population. So excited to bring it to you guys first that I just hope, um, you know, people get get the concept of wearing it, keeping your tongue under that little that little bridge there and just contracting your you're thinking of it, your tongue as a muscle. Right. And it's working, mm-hmm. too. You're placing it in the optimal position so you can breathe more efficiently and therefore prolong your workout. So I had a question then. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of CrossFitters that do it like I do it poorly, uh, which is <laughs> just, just for like day to day training. Like I do it just to feel good, you know, like, you know, look good, that sort of thing. But there also are a significant number of CrossFitters that do this to do kind of, they're like weekend warriors. They want to do local competitions. They want to, they may even want to do bigger competitions. They're never going to be a CrossFit Games athlete, but they're going to compete. So is this something they would wear in competition or they use this as a training tool? And then when they hit competition, they would take it out and be better in competition, you know, with or without use it, it. Use it both, right? I use it all the time. I do I don't do CrossFit because I'm a little bit older. And when it became popular, it was <laughs> past the time when I wanted to. Oh, um, it's give never some time too to it. late. Uh-uh, I know. You should I need have somebody. Said that. I need, no. <laughs> I need somebody like Nikki to show me how to do it. But I'm I use here. it for yoga. Okay, I'll take you up. Uh, yoga. I use it for. Um, I do a lot of these mud runs, um, just running long distances. I use it for a bike. I do long distance bikes. 
weightlifting. I use it for everything. And when I don't have it in, I could tell a huge difference in my performance. So I would say wear it at all times, unless of course you're a football athlete and you've got to wear the mouthpiece or your mouth guard during a game, but you wear it when you're training for that particular case, but then you're wearing it all the time, whenever you can, um, when you're training. Right. Cause you're still building the muscular endurance and you're getting stronger while you're wearing it. So even if you're not wearing it on game day or on competition day, you still reap the benefits from all the extra stuff it gives you while you're in the training period. Yep. Yep. I personally liked that you could mold it. I had to mold mine a couple times. I was actually just, I did it in the microwave. Did you do it in the microwave or did you do it? No, I, I heated, I, I went to old school. I'm old school and everything. School. I just, yeah, I boiled some water and, you know, I took the gamble that I was going to, you know, totally burn my mouth. I did not. I was very good. I dripped, <laughs> put it in the, I have a little tea kettle, like an electric tea kettle. So I boiled the water, oh, like an poured old it lady. in. Yeah, exactly like cute. an old lady. Yes. Cute. <laughs> I had my cat next to me. I was petting my yes, old lady cat <laughs> and pouring my electric tea kettle and looking at it. And I was holding it under the water and then I pulled it out and I blew it, just blew on it slightly. And it was great. And I, I also had to do it twice because I messed up the first one. But the second yeah, one was I had to do it twice too. But the old school mouth mouthpieces, like you are one and done. Like I remember buying two or three yep. at a time when I was a kid playing sports because I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to mess this up the first time. And you had one shot. I like that you can yeah. kind of do this as many times as you need to. And you can like you can just do it if it gets loose. Like you can just remold it if you feel like it or if you need to share it with your husband. Just kidding. Matt has what? his own. Ooh. That would be gross. Ooh, that, that would be, be disgusting. Gross. I'll mail you one tomorrow if you're sharing. <laughs> no, no, I have two. I have two. Matt has his own. But it's nice that you're not limited in that. So user error is not necessarily uh, on the That's docket. right. Correct. That's what I love about it, too. Dina, you're uh, not to uh, totally shift gears, but your mm-hmm. background to me in, in the way that you thought about this and the way that you innovated this is really cool. I mean, you have a lot of accolades under your belt, girl. Can you tell uh, us a little bit about, yeah, come on, a little uh, bit about like where you came from and your background, your education, your job. Like how did you yeah. get to be the, the mouthpiece lady? Um, I think the main reason I'm the mouthpiece person is because, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, like I said earlier, before we started is, um, People don't want to research something this kind of um, off the wall, I suppose, when you initially think about it. And so it was a gamble, right? Um, And it was a gamble to stay with it. It's just the reality of I'm very uh, curious and I wanted to figure it out. And so I was just putting my time and money into it to figure it out over the years because it was so exciting. I want to find the novel way. I want to I want to find the novel way of helping military because I work at a military institution the military personnel has a huge application for them. And I love helping people like populations like CrossFit to improve their game. And so that's just what's motivated me to keep doing that over the years. And, I, you know, I work in a military institution, so my skin is pretty thick. So <laughs> I've gotten used to people, the naysayers. And you know what? I'm going to do what I think is the right thing to do and do it well. And that's kind of my motto. Just do it well and hard and don't stop until you figure it out. And I'm still so I'm still doing research. I'm going to keep doing this probably till uh, the day I die, because there's so much about it that we still need to figure out and understand. You know, you're you're very humble for whatever that's mm-hmm. worth. Like I, I'm sitting here looking at your bio going, I feel like the world's biggest underachiever, which I am anyway. Yeah, so, no, it's, you know, yeah. 
Okay, great. No, seriously, no. you get your undergraduate from Furman, which is a really, really good school in Greenville. Uh, I have a couple of friends that graduated from there. And then get your master's from South Carolina, so you're a Gamecock, just like my sister, by the way. Ooh, All right. Is that good? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the... It's a SEC school, Nikki. That- yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's a good school. My sister went there. I'm, a, I'm an Ole Miss fan, but you know, we tolerate the Gamecocks. There uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got your, got your doctorate. I mean, come on. Like, you know, again, I'm, I'm over here making memes at 50 and you've got like a dozen degrees. So. Oh, you're, please. You're, well, very, you're I, very humble. I, so, I but I think to- it. I think it speaks to the science behind what you're doing, though, is, I guess exactly. is my point. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm saying it for the listeners here of saying, like, we're, you know, this isn't like voodoo science. Like, you got some real degrees here, girl. So, so, yeah, I'm, well, it's really impressive. Well, thank you. And that, you know, it is true. We I really, it is easy to say I'm going to always do the right thing. But I, you know, I've put a lot of time and energy in my education and talking to people who, who, um, know what they're doing. And so I really value research and doing it right. And so all of these people along the years have helped support that. And so I'm very grateful for where I've been and where I'm going. So it's a team effort, right? Well, and you're at the Citadel. You're at the Citadel I now, am. right? Yeah, That's you got right. to right. have thick scan if you're at the Citadel. No, no doubt Ooh, about that. You're not kidding. <laughs> no doubt. That's awesome. I think when I wear this, when I train, it, in my head, what I tell myself is this puts me like a tiny bit closer to being Chris Henshaw. Here's what I mean. When I, I took the aerobic capacity course from Chris, I think he might have also said this on our podcast when we did our interview. I can't remember. But he you know, was like such a successful triathlete when he was younger. And he did like every kind of like test on his body to like figure out what was going on. And he figured out, he learned that basically he's built for it genetically, like his lung capacity, like his lungs themselves are like, you know, twice the size of the average person or his lung cavity is like bigger into whatever. It's basically the Michael Phelps of triathlons, like he's built for it. And that's kind of what it makes me feel like when I'm wearing it. I'm like, I'm doing what I can to like give my body a physical advantage to being able to take more air inefficiently, like breathe more easily, lower my cortisol, like all those things. And so at first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is weird. I don't know if I'm going to get used to it, but it's just different. I've been crossfitting for 10 years with my mouth shut. (laughs) Like I didn't, I didn't know. Well, not totally. My coaches will tell you they can't get me to shut up in class. Yeah. But it's just, it was different. And like, I drooled a little bit the first couple times that I put it on and I'm like over there, like, you know, in the side of my mouth, but, um, but all that went away and I got used to it really quick. Like after three wads, I was already like, Oh, I forgot I had this thing in until I tried to say like, good job. And it was like, good job over (laughs) in my mouth still. I forgot. So the, the faster recovery time, uh, was really interesting to me. Like I'm, I'm obviously I'm a master's athlete. I'm 50 years old. And I think there's a lot of people that are doing this at this age that that's our, probably our biggest downfall of CrossFit is like Mm. that uh, is recovery time. Like Mm -hmm. waking up the next morning and every, you know, every step you take, it sounds like you're a crumpling paper, you know, it's just, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was looking at it, like I kind of understood the math of how it reduces cortisol, but is there, is there a sense of how much it should be reducing recovery time, like in a sense of time or is it an effort? Like what, what did that mean when it says reduces recovery time? So when you look at the application for, or that marketing um, claim, it's really based on the decreased cortisol. 
And so one of the things, because it's just me, right, now doing the research, um, one of those things I want to study in the future is when you look at cortisol, that does impair, as we know, elevated cortisol impairs muscle recovery. To what extent does that do that in the mouthpiece versus, versus no mouthpiece? And so that's where the next step is. So, yes, you're reducing cortisol post-exercise, and that will therefore improve your recovery. But to what extent is that recovery improved? Um, so that's the next level of research of figuring out that, I guess, we try to quantify that. Um, but that is um, a very exciting aspect to both decrease lactate and cortisol than applying to a recovery aspect. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I want to figure out for myself with it. Like, that's yeah. kind of the most exciting part is like, I'm always trying to find that next thing. It's almost always sleep for me. Like if I want to recover better, I need to sleep more, drink less. I'm not going to drink less. So I have to sleep more, you know? <laughs> and uh, so as I'm looking at it going, man, if this can give me, you know, even a slight edge in, in being more fresh the following day when I'm doing another workout, it's, it's really exciting for me. So I'm personally pretty stoked to, you know, kind of add this into my routine and just, just to, It'll be very unscientific the way I do it, but, uh, you know, so I'm sure your way is very scientific. Mine will be very unscientific, but <laughs> I'm excited to see what it's able to do for me and see if I'm able to, you know, recover even slightly faster and, and continue to post my 10 minute Fran times. It'll be great. Yeah. You got the gamut here because John's like, I'm excited to recover better. And you can tell that he's like older and wiser and he like knows the importance of recovery. And you can tell I'm still young and stupid because I'm like, I just want faster times. I just want to be able to work out harder for longer. (laughs) And I forget that I would feel like death two days later. (laughs) I love it. No. And the thing too, John, to think about is that we, I mentioned it in both my articles is that we, um, we had the the subjects wear it for, there was a group that wore it 10 minutes post, and then we had a group wear it an hour. So we measured lactate and cortisol within that hour frame. And so the most benefits seem to be up to 30 minutes wearing it post-exercise. So um, just thinking about that, if you want to measure, include that in your workout, just, I'll usually wear mine for a while, just right after I finish exercise, you know, 15 minutes or so, but not taking it out immediately post-exercise and see if that has um, implications for you. Okay. No, that's a great idea. I can do that. I, I have a home gym, so I do a lot of workouts around here, so that should be real easy. I could wear it in the shower if anybody wants that mental image. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's 15 minutes. That's great. You know? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Most importantly, Dina, when are you going to try CrossFit? <laughs> when you come show me how, or I'll come see you. You've got to show me because I just, I'm one of those people that I don't want to look like an idiot in a, you know, mm, when I'm doing something room. new. So yep. I do a lot of research beforehand, but CrossFit is so just different. I don't even know how to research that just to teach myself before I go beforehand. And plus, I feel like I'm older. You're in South Carolina. All right. First of Girl? all, first of all, <laughs> let's be careful with the older term. Uh, <laughs> You're you're well, in a hot I know, ba- people like me don't walk in to the CrossFit typically. Girl, my, you know, my every father, day they do. Yes, every my father. Day. My father uh-huh. has now been doing CrossFit for a year. He's okay. 76 years old. What? 76. Wow. He's been doing it for a year. He dropped 40 pounds, dropped <gasps> I want to say six inches off his waist, maybe four to six inches. It's, today's wow. his birthday, actually. So happy birthday, Old Roy. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Can we have a quick Old Roy update? Like, it, how's he doing? He's doing great. He's he's lost several inches off his waist. He's 
40 pounds lighter. He feels great. He looks great. Best, you know, best shape he's been in in 30 years, probably. And, um, yeah, he's loving wow. it. So yeah, any age can do it. And you're in South okay. Carolina. You're like a hotbed of CrossFit yeah. down there. There's tons of great yeah. gyms. Well, I'll get okay. you a recommendation and I'll text it over to you. I'll send it over to you. So yeah, there's you didn't think so, we were gonna go there, but we did. So <laughs> many great gyms. <laughs> well, where can uh where can people go if they want some more information, figure out how they can get involved in in trying this out and figuring out their own midwad uh, endurance, post yes. recovery, all that good stuff. I'll share that with you um, because I don't want to quote it incorrectly over the Zoom, but I'll send it to you and you can post it when you have, um, I guess, when you post the podcast, if you don't mind. No, that's totally fine. Is it not on the? It should be on the the marketing that you receive, but I haven't seen that yet. So that's why I'm telling you I probably need to. Okay. So why don't we just say this? So if people want to try this out, John, why don't we post a link in the show notes and um, in the in the bio so people can like figure out how they can get involved and give a shot and try her out for themselves. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Thank y'all. Absolutely. It's always fun to have a fellow Southerner on the show. Nikki doesn't understand, but I do. No, so. I know you do. I appreciate it. <laughs> I hear sweet tea is awesome. Yes. I don't the know. best. Yeah. The best. We, Nikki still hasn't vi- visited a Cracker Barrel yet. So uh-uh. I'm, uh-uh. Yeah, I know. I gotta go. I know. Did I'm you hear her. that they're having booze now? Or yeah. is it like a thing? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cracker Barrel adding booze because I don't really brunch anywhere that doesn't mimosa. Mm. <laughs> You'll it's not have, worth my time. You'll have biscuits and gravy one time without a mimosa, and you won't care anymore. Yes, anyway. right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for being on, Doctor Garner. This is very, yeah. very fun. Uh, and at the, and for you know me and Nikki, we'll check we'll check back in with you and let you know if we're recovering better, how we're mm-hmm. doing. Nikki will recover better. I'm I'm just old and worthless, but we'll see. <laughs> it will Sounds certainly be good. Helpful. So thanks for joining. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us as well. And we will chat with you soon. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, Let's give a quick note, Nikki, just so everyone has the airwave uh, address. Yeah. Just if you, if you heard that and you're interested in trying it out, um, go to airwave.com. It is A-I-R-W-A-A-V.com. A-I-R-W-A-A-V. Two A's, one V. Yeah. Three A's. If you want to get technical, yeah, it's three, three A's. Three yeah, A's. three A's. Yeah, A-I-R-W-A-A-B.com. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Take care.